Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the Diz Unplugged, coming to you live from the Bob Barley studio in rainy Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Craig Williams, joined alongside today by others on the team, including Pete Werner. Hey, folks. Erica Resnick. Hi, friends. Teresa Eccles. Hey. And Rhino. Hello. Hello, everyone. Rhino. The Just way he one. says it, and Rhino. Uh, <laughs> afterthought. Yeah. Just an afterthought. So I want to remind everyone that this show is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel. If you like our content and you want to support us, book a vacation through Dreams Unlimited Travel. It costs you no extra money and you get the support of one of the incredible Dreams Unlimited Travel agents like Teresa Eccles right here. Okay. Sorry. I was, uh, I was looking at the late? lower That's third. fine. No, no, no. Teresa Eccles. for nothing. <laughs> and, and she was just reminding us before... Uh, before we went live, that uh, she's with the company. Is it today? Fifteen years? I think it was yesterday. Yesterday, fifteen yeah. years with us. Fifteen years, magical. Seems like a hundred. Yeah. <laughs> well, congratulations, Teresa. Thank you. Uh, so, if you want an agent like Teresa helping you out on your next vacation, head over to dreamsunlimitedtravel.com today for a free, no obligation quote. And then, of course, you can also support us by. Heading over to patreon.com slash disunplugged. That is where we have a lot of fun content for you, like the Patreon after show. That's available for all tiers of Patreon supporters. And that happens every Tuesday right after we're done recording this show. So uh, then there's Pete Solo shows and Rhino will ramble. Erica shares <laughs> more about her life than I, maybe anyone cares. I don't. I don't know. No, I, no. <laughs> Rude. I have nowhere no. else to share it. <laughs> I'm joking, Erica. I like your updates. Jackie's are more than anyone cares about, right? She's not here to defend herself. Close up it's of the floor. No, it it was nice. <laughs> no, it's all good. So uh, lots of content available. I'm joking, Jackie. I love you. Uh, you can find that at Patreon.com/slash DizUnplugged. Okay, I think we should get right into the news this week, and we'll save housekeeping for later on. And let's start off with the big news of the last week, and that's that the Walt Disney Company Board of Directors announced that Bob Iger would continue to serve as CEO through December 31st, 2026. The two-year contract extension was approved unanimously, and the extension provides a continuity of leadership during the company's transformation and allows more time to execute a transition plan for CEO succession. Sorry if we have to cut this short. It is (laughs) starting to lightning here. So uh, Iger said, since my return to Disney just seven months ago, I've examined virtually every facet of our businesses to fully understand the tremendous opportunities before us, as well as the challenges we've been facing from the broader economic environment and the tectonic shifts in our industry. On my first day back, we began making important and sometimes difficult decisions to address some existing structural and efficiency issues. And despite the challenges, I believe Disney's long-term fixture is incredibly bright, but there is more to accomplish before the transformative work is complete. And because I want to ensure Disney is strongly positioned when my successor takes the helm, I have agreed to the board's request to remain CEO for an additional two years. The importance of the succession process cannot be overstated, as seen from the show Succession. And as the board and continues, and from the last time he tried it, <laughs> tried to pass the company up to somebody else. And as the board continues to evaluate a whole highly qualified state of 
Slate of internal and external candidates, I remain intensely focused on a successful transition. The following day, Iger shows up on CNBC's Squawk Box and seemingly turned himself into the biggest Disney villain since Bob Chapek himself. Mm -hmm. Uh, Starting with the parks, he commented on the Wall Street Journal article that mentioned declining crowds. He said the article wasn't accurate, and in terms of July 4th crowds, he blamed the weather. It was really hot and humid in Orlando on that day. Like it is most of the days in the summer. (laughs) Uh, He also cited that Florida opened up early during the COVID pandemic and had no competition back then. But now they do. And that's why Walt Disney World is starting to see a decline. But ultimately, Disney World is where the Disney brand lives in its most sublime form. He also said pricing isn't a concern on top of declining attendance, not being a concern. And overall, for the parks, there are no long term concerns, which I feel like anyone who is a Disney fan visiting Disney parks would look at it and say, are you serious? There's definitely some concerns with what's happening in the parks right now. This is the, this is the problem, right? This has been Disney's problem for a long time. They live in their own echo chamber and, you know, you tell them the sky is blue and they'll argue the point with you. No, it's not. It's green. Um, and, you know, I was just reading an article, um, I think it was in Forbes, that said that, you know, Disney is basically having a garage sale right now. Um, they're putting ABC up for sale. Uh, they want a strategic partner, somebody to buy in on ESPN. Um, they have to buy out, um, they're contractually obligated to buy out uh, the rest of Hulu. Um they're streaming. Streaming is losing money like crazy. Uh, Netflix is about to report their quarterly earnings, and they're they're, do, they're they have they just had the best quarter they've ever had, or they've had in a long time. Um. So you know, and then you take a look at Disney stock stock just since Iger came in, there was all this uh, all this excitement that he was going to turn the company around, myself included. And here we are, what, seven months, eight months in? Um, and I don't know what he's turning around. Now, a few months ago, he was telling Forbes that prices at the park got, got out of control. We went too far. Now he's saying it's not a concern. Um, he's saying this crap about July 4th, that it was the weather, because it's always so seasonable and beautiful on July 4th in Orlando. Right? Our summers are so cool and breezy. They're gorgeous. And it just, it, it's, the one thing that, that did give me some hope um, was that uh, as I was, you know, as, some of the stories that were floating after it was announced that he was extending for two years uh, and, and the search for a new, a new CEO um, it was the first time I'd seen Josh DeMauro's name thrown around as a potential successor. And I'm, I'm, I'd be very happy with that, personally. I like Josh as a person. I want them to choose someone from outside the company. I think that Iger had Chapek as his person before him and much in the same way if josh is sitting there learning all these things from Iger, yeah, who true. has kind of yeah, you're shown right. you're that right. while he's a great businessman and he has done great things for disney i 
just with some of the stuff that he said about like the writer strike last week. Oh I, my god. We'll get into that too, but with the stock, it as of right now it's at $85.62. The last time it was that bad was on March 20th of 2020 when it was <laughs> it hit a low of $85.98 and that of course was I believe the day that everything shut down right in there. So we are now with Disney stock at just an awful, awful place. And, uh, you know, I think he's promoting the stability of the parks right now because, yes, they are making money. It's it's it is still a secure place for them to bring in money while movies have been a little bit wobbly. Disney Plus is a very big problem among others. So if they're selling, if they want to sell a good look at the company, the best thing you can do is say, well, the parks are still stable and we see no long-term problems. Even if fans and people from the outside are starting to notice the problems, they're going to still sell that as much because Disney plus is going to continue to be a problem for them. And I mean, literally they're sitting there. He's sitting on CNBC saying we might have to look at getting rid of ABC, yeah. National mm-hmm. Geographic, and FX because that old traditional model of cable is no longer financially worthwhile. Like they're not ready to pull the trigger on that, but they're considering that. And like, really? Like, I get the content is good on those channels, but no one, like, people talk about cable being in decline. But the story is still Disney Plus, and he's trying to distract from Disney Plus it's, being it's the so business, bad. It's the business equivalent of sticking your fingers in your ear and going, la, 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 la. He doesn't want to hear it. He doesn't want to hear it. Now, you know, the Wall Street Journal, not the only outlet reporting on uh, the issues at the parks. Washington Post has reported on it. I know because they interviewed me for that. CNN interviewed me about it. Uh, there's been a ton of articles here in Florida about it. Um, and it's, it, it's like everybody can't be wrong. Everybody can't be wrong. And, you know, let's remember, this is what they said they wanted. That that's why they were raising prices, was to depress the crowds in the park because the number one complaint was, was lines. Mm-hmm. Because lines were too long. So let's, you know. That this is they're getting what they wanted, and this is the end result of it. Um, I mean, because honestly, what they really want is to fill the parks to capacity and charge as much money as they can get away with charging. It was never about controlling the uh, controlling the crowds. Never about controlling the crowds. Yeah. And my biggest issue, though, with everything Iger said during. That interview wasn't about the parks itself. It was about the writer strike yeah. because, mm-hmm. and at the time, the potential actor strike, which inevitably went through too. But, uh, you know, he, he said it was all very disturbing to him and it was the worst time in the world to add up to the disruption, to add to the disruption of the rest of the world and the level of expectation the writers have just isn't realistic. The interviewer, the interviewer questioned him on it and he doubled down and said, no, they're not being realistic. And he, he respects their right to want to get as much as they can, but they are the ones causing the disruption and it will have a damaging effect on the business and it will have a collateral effect and impact other regions. And it really is a shame. And I mean, there's been enough 
on social media out there about this, the fact that whatever Bob Iger makes like $74,000 or something a day and yeah. the average writer's <laughs> mm-hmm. salary is 69,000. So I'm not going to focus on that. It's just when you're talking about your brand saying, you know what, you know, we've had some misses. Pixar had some misses. I think we diluted Marvel and star Wars a little too much and we need to pull back on that, but our content is still King and they're going around saying that, but then also saying, no, the people who are writing this stuff and the actors who, you know, are being a part of these are just not realistic in their expectations for what they think they deserve to earn. That is an entertainment CEO that seemingly has lost their way, mm-hmm. not realizing that he's not the one writing these shows for mm-hmm. Disney Plus in these movies. He might be great at identifying talent and putting them on, but it's the people who are writing and acting and everyone else behind the scenes. They're the ones that is making all of this come to life and giving them intellectual property that they can just shove into the parks. And he's just so off base with it. And I, you know, I, I think this is going on for a long time with the way that he's commented about it, with the way that, uh, Zaslov, whatever the Warner Brothers guy name has commented on it. It seems like they are just two CEOs with so much power in this who are completely blind and like, and out of touch. Yeah. They're out, out of, of touch, touch with reality. And, and, you know, uh, you hear people say, oh, you know, why do actors need more money? Look what Tom Cruise makes. They're not all Tom Cruise. The vast majority of SAG-AFTRA members, the people in the union, I think I, I read they make about $29,000 a year. They make about 29000 a year. And most of them, there's a certain threshold they have to hit in order to be able to get health insurance through the union. And most of them don't even hit that. Most of them don't even hit that. So that's what this is about. This is not about Tom Cruise. This is not about A-list celebrities and their salaries. It's not what this is about. The vast majority of people in that union are working actors that are, uh, like I said, they're making, on average, less than $30,000 a year. And they want, that they're, you know, the, the contract they had did not... Um, uh, did not really uh, pay pay the, resi- uh, the, the kind of residuals mm-hmm. uh, on streaming that they're getting on network television. They want that to change. Um, I, one actor, uh, I forgot what show she was on. She shared a picture of the check she got for residuals. For I, it was a popular show. Was it, it was Orange is the New Black? Orange is the New Black. Yeah, it I heard like that she, she had to work two jobs. She had to get a cents. second job while fim- filming the show. Yeah, where her that was her residual. And they're starting, to, and you know, they're starting to say, "Listen, you got to pay us a living wage. You got to pay us a living wage." Um, so it's, uh, and this is, um, uh, this is going to go on for a while. This is going to go on for a mm-hmm. while, and you're going to start seeing the effects of it. You'll begin to see the effects of it in like October, November, but really next year, you're really going to see the effects of it because nothing's being shot. Yeah. Like they stopped filming Wicked and that's supposed to come out next year and that's not going to happen. Nothing is being filmed. Nothing is being written. Nothing is being worked on. Sorry. I'm just laughing that you had to like fix right on Wicked with it. Stop (laughs) all the presses. It's only about Wicked. Well, the that's, one thing. that's the one thing. I, I was looking at that one a lot because I was really excited for that one because um, I love Wicked. And I was like, I'm glad that, you know, like, 
I think everyone should be making a big deal about it because this is going to last a while and we should all like stand in support with them. There's going to be a lot of really bad reality television, of course, Mm -hmm. and uh, it's just it's going to be a very interesting time. But looping it all back around, not focusing on it too much longer. This like, you know what? Before this interview, it was kind of like, okay, we all expected Bob Iger to stay longer anyway, so not a huge surprise there. But then as soon as that interview ended, as I was watching it, it just... I'm not a Disney stockholder, so I'm not going to act like my money's invested in them in that way. The only way my money's invested in is the money I spend going to the parks and you know being in Florida and being there all the time and... In that way, I'm looking at it as a Disney fan saying, this is not the direction I want to go in. And I ultimately, I do look at it. And I'm, Josh DeMauro might be a great guy, but I think the current leadership that's in place is just going to fall in line under what Iger did yeah, before. Yeah, no, it is. And if this is, if this is what it is like and this is what's going to keep happening, I would rather see a drastic and change. The more I think about it, I think you're right. I think getting somebody from the outside... Somebody who is outside the bubble and outside the culture um, is probably what the company needs more than anything right now, yeah. um, because they are they're all they're all in their own echo chamber and they're not paying attention to what's happening on the ground and what the experience is. Um, you know, especially where the parks are concerned. When was the last time, if ever, that any of these people planned a vacation at Disney World? Do they really know what's going on on the grounds? No, they they don't, mm-hmm. and they also, you know, it's during one of the roundtables that I was in with Josh. You know, he said he's in the parks a lot, and I do believe that, but he's not in the parks experiencing it. He can't be in the parks no. experiencing it. It's just not possible unless he's got a Mission Impossible level style of mask and voice yeah, changer really. and he can go around that way. It's it's just not happening. So I fully would embrace outside leadership coming in and being radically different, taking it in a complete new direction and focusing on the fact that, you know, their content to me hasn't been awful. I've liked a lot of what Disney has put out in recent years, even if it hasn't done financially well in all the cases. So I I think they do need to tweak some of their content because it is true. They've gone way too heavy into Marvel and that Marvel and star Wars. Yeah. That went, that went a little crazy, but yeah, I, I just, I want new eyes on it all. I want to see what else they can do. Use what Iger did as a blueprint and respect the fact that he did a lot of great things, but find, find the new voice of Disney, find someone who wants to be that, that, you know, that that guiding presence, that Michael Eisner on Sunday oh. nights or Walt before that, just that new that new look and feel uh, and a new voice for a new generation. And, mm-hmm. you know, keep in mind, in the, you know, when Eisner came in, it was uh, uh, when I, I uh, Eisner came in, it was, uh, you know, they were in their bubble. It was all people from within the company that were promoted up to to, to run it. Um, and Eisner came in from. Uh, Paramount and just had a whole different view of things. And he really, he reinvigorated the company. He reinvigorated the company. And while Fox wasn't necessarily in the greatest place, uh, there was definitely a lot of leadership there and they bought those people and could have infused them in, but I don't want to keep uh, focusing on this. So uh, we will continue on to our next news story. 
And, well, it actually is kind of a play on that last one, because I believe during the last earnings call, Iger cited that part of the reason why Disney World was getting soft on its attendance was because the 50th anniversary just ended, and there was no more reason why to visit Walt Disney World at that time. Uh, But Disney is currently celebrating the 100th anniversary of the Walt Disney Company, so you'd think they would invest a little bit more into celebrating that milestone and we do know that epcot is going to get that anniversary that 100th anniversary celebration uh that's been primarily focused around disneyland as has always been the plan but the festivities will kick off on in on september 22nd in epcot and they've planned a banger of a party if i do say so myself uh they're gonna have a new mural that's located in world celebration featuring 100 disney beloved characters along with disney 100 platinum banners and decor around the park uh mickey and minnie of course will be in their disney 100 costumes as they previously announced uh they will be meeting people in the imagination pavilion so it appears that the new meet and greet area is still a ways off and the disney 100 points of light spaceship earth show will start lighting up the skies on that night with a disney 100 anthem that apparently is a unique rendition of when you wish upon a star uh, no update was given on the new epcot nighttime show and for me, it does seem all very underwhelming. I understand. I was going to say this is the equivalent of watching paint dry. Yeah, it's Disneyland was is the hub for this party, kind of like back when they celebrated 100 years of Walt Disney in 2001. That was Walt Disney World's party, uh, specifically Disney's Hollywood Studios. They put up the awful Sorcerer Mickey hat that stayed there way too long. Mm-hmm. They added new parades to all of the parks. Uh, that's when they opened One Man's Dream. So it's not like they haven't centralized a, a party or a celebration to one specific park or resort before. But I'm looking at it as you're saying Walt Disney World is showing declining attendance and you blamed the 50th anniversary before. So you have a celebration currently going on with the company and it technically the 100th anniversary of the Walt Disney Company is in October of 2023. So you haven't even gotten to that point yet. You could still plan a 15 month celebration that starts in October. Like just go go all out. Everything that Disneyland had, you know, bring the merchandise, that stuff over, just change it to Walt Disney World. Start planning more, plan a new parade, stuff that we wanted for the 50th anniversary yeah. and never got. Do that now. And again, but it's about not, not- it's about not listening and not learning any lessons. They were criticized in the last celebration for being underwhelming. Yeah. Um, and it sounds like they're doing even less for this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, Disneyland's event, I, you know, it was big in a way. They added the revised Toontown and opened up Runaway Railway. And they had the Wondrous Journeys fireworks show and the New World of Color show. So it's not like they didn't do anything. But you need people to come to Walt Disney World. You're making that abundantly clear. You have a party, a 100th anniversary party that's being like laid out right in front of you. And it's just, I, I know this stuff takes years. You have to go through lawyers for marketing and how much of the push it is. But like, <laughs> throw something together last second and be like, hey, you know what? The Epcot stuff, that is the first of it. But starting in 2024, we're going to go really crazy with this and have new things added to the parks throughout the year. And then all of a sudden we're going to see it start to turn around and we're going to see people coming back to Walt Disney World. But right now it, it's not going to happen for a limited time celebration at Epcot 
with a new Spaceship Earth light show that they do every night with other themes anyways, and then a fireworks show that we don't even know if it'll be good when it finally debuts in late 2023, maybe? Who knows? I mean, I thought the Journey of Water was going to take a lot longer to open, but cast members are doing previews of it already, so... You know, maybe maybe they're finally starting to get the memo that they need to work faster. But yeah, it's this uh, Epcot celebration is not doing it for me. But I'm sure Teresa would enjoy it. I'm sure I would. Okay, sorry. I just wanted to make sure you got your voice in. I know you had a lot to say. Yeah, I'm just. She's been she's been very chatty. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> very cool. Uh, so we will move on to our last news story, and that is, uh, guess who've been trying to make the choice between Mears Connect or the Sunshine Flyer now have one less decision to make. The two services are going to be combined together into one entity to provide transportation from the Orlando International Airport to Walt Disney World Resort Hotels. The new Mears Connect driven by Sunshine... It's not a mouthful to say at all, but it will continue to provide guests with safe and reliable transportation services to and from the airport with enhanced booking capabilities, guaranteed 24-7 service, greater operational efficiencies, and a hassle-free experience to and from their preferred Walt Disney World Resort. That's either them or Jackie saying that, not me. Just making that clear, I would not use the word safe and reliable ever in my life. Uh, but the new service will begin August 1st, 2023, and a dedicated hotline is available 24-7 to answer questions and assist guests at 407-423-5566. Uh, Mirrors Connect guests will not be impacted by reservations and will remain the same, while Sunshine Flyer guests traveling between July 14th and July 31st will receive an email using the email address linked to the original reservation to confirm all travel instructions. Uh, to which I read this news and said, why not just bring back Magical why Express? Why not right? bring back Magical Express? Uh, exactly. And and uh, look, I'm not a fan of mirrors. Okay? I never have been. I've had terrible experiences with them. I've heard nightmare stories about them, about their service. Now, when they're on when when they're on their own. Now, when they're under Disney's thumb, like they like they are for um, uh, the cruise line transport, because that's Mirrors that provides that. Um, they do better. They do better. But when left to their own devices, I'll tell you something. Some of the scariest cab rides I have ever had in my life. We're in a mirror's taxi. Um, I, I just, I, I, I've heard so many nightmare stories and had so many nightmare experiences that when I see mirrors is involved, I'm like, Ooh. so I hope, I hope it's good. I mean, Sunshine Flyers seem to be doing well. I mean, at least from from feedback. People still need transportation options, and I know there are plenty available. You can rent a car. That would be FLTours.com. That's that's definitely one of them, one of the sponsors of the show. I would I would say for me too, I rent a car basically anywhere I go anymore because yes, I hate waiting in lines to get the rental car if it's a place where you have to do that, but then after you have it, you just have the freedom. If you're comfortable driving in cities you haven't been to before, it's it's great. And you know, one of the one of the benefits that Disney brought back was the no parking charges for the hotels. So makes even more sense to use it now again if you're coming here but bring back magical express make it easy for everyone it's what people want they want they want that back they've made it clear i know disney doesn't want to spend money on a lot of these kind of partnerships and and such but it's the right decision to make and i i just i don't know why they're not 
seeing it out in front of them. I definitely would say with ride shares in Orlando, be careful because Rhino would be the first to testify. He lives within like a mile of Universal and it should only be a 20 to 25 minute ride to the airport from his house. But uh, they are now looking apparently one of the services, I won't name which one, is looking to cut corners and not drive on toll roads. So that way it's it, to get him to the airport in a cheaper way. And also adding 20 to 25 minutes to the ride time Jeez. just to do it. Yeah. So, And you're already in the car when it happens. So it's not like you know, oh, it's 40 minutes. That's weird. It's just yeah. like all of a sudden your, your arrival time keeps getting added onto it. And you're like, but there's nobody on the road. Yeah. So can't even, we can't even trust ride shares anymore now. State of Orlando right now. But that's okay. So uh, does anyone else have anything to add to the news? Okay, then we will move on to roundtable rapid fire, and I believe we will. You don't have any. I don't have one. Okay, we'll start with Erica then. All right, it's loading. One second, we're going to talk about Disneyland real quick. Um, so San Francisco Square opens at Disney Disney California Adventure on August thirty first. Super exciting. We won't be there, um, but <laughs> we will have already been gone. But lucky for us. Uh, Lucky Fortune Cookery opens on July 19th, so there will be some food in that area, but the land doesn't officially open until August 31st. Uh, we talked about the food offerings last week, correct? Talked yeah, about like I mean, we've talked about it, I think, like three times lot. now. It's why I didn't yeah. make it a news story, because I feel like if we bring up San Francisco one more time, yeah. it's a news story, people will rally against They'll us. They'll be like, we get it. It's, yeah, happening. it's but, happening. But so we already spoke about the food. So some of the food will be available before the whole land opens. But just so you know, um, you'll be seeing that open on August 31st. Should be super fun. Super. Very cool. Thank yeah. you, Erika. Teresa. Yes. So Disney Cruise Line, the new ship coming out, the treasure the uh, sculpture on the stern has been announced. It will be Peter Pan and longtime rival Captain Hook. Cool. I'm excited about it. I mean, for a ship that is all about treasure, adventure and treasure right? and felt like it was marketed about Peter Pan, I don't think it was necessarily kind of a shock out of left field. So Still nice to hear it, though, Craig. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I look they, forward to riding on the treasure one day. And did anybody hear the rumor? I don't know if it's true or not about the, um, I saw it this morning, maybe a haunted mansion themed bar or oh. lounge. Uh, I don't I, know if it's true. I heard it this morning. I don't know if it's real. That would be I mean, huge. that's cool. That'd be cool, wouldn't that it? That would mm-hmm. be huge. Does that would get people fit on there with the end of the ship, though. No, but does it have to? Can it just be its own little? Oh my god! I mean, so it could, except I feel like, in terms of the wish, one of the weaker elements is the Star Wars hyperspace lounge because it doesn't really fit in, and it wasn't that impressive of a spot, anyways. So, I, I mean. Yeah, but I think it's the hidden I- off behind. Maybe it could be well done. I think Maybe. the idea of doing a theme lounge is a good idea. Mm-hmm. Um, haunted Mansion. I love Haunted Mansion. So yeah, I, I'd I would, be on board I with that. I would love that. But um, it's also, if the theme of the ship is adventure, I'm not sure that Haunted Mansion kind of fits into that. Well, I don't know. Um, so, I, you know. I don't know. I just saw that this morning. I don't know if it's 
It's a room. No, I've heard that too. It would be cool. I mean, ultimately, it's going to fit in as well as it would in any of the ships. So if you're going to. I mean, are they going to make somebody walk the plank every pirate night? That would be cool. They should. You just got to hope they learn their lesson from the wish and they make whatever theme lounge they put in larger. Right. Because that's the issue. That was the the big issue. I don't know if it still is because I haven't been on the wish in a while. But uh, that was the big issue for the wish. Everybody wanted to be in that Star Wars theme lounge. And so it was difficult to get in. And when you were in there, it was packed to the gills. Um, so we'll see. Yeah. I mean, it's, I would love it for the treasure. I would also be okay with a haunted mansion lounge like here in Walt Disney world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like just in general, like one of my favorite bars on property is Abracadabra bar, which I know it doesn't that in the mansion don't really line up, but I feel like still that, that the magician side of the 1920s boardwalk kind of, it, to me, it does it have a like a idea. slight connection, and it's just such a well-themed space. It and is. think about at Walt Disney World, like, hey, you have, you've got the Star Cruiser, Galactic Star Cruiser space just sitting there. Come up with something for Haunted Mansion to put in there or another attraction. Make it a whole bunch of different lounges that are inside there. I mean, it, that wouldn't make sense, but I mean, none of the replacement rumors for galactic star cruiser that would be out there don't make sense either so uh but i i would be totally willing to see it on land i don't it's just when it's on sea i've they're they're great spaces but they're great spaces for being on a ship they would have so much more resources to do it on land yeah and i'd love to see it brought to life there but cool thank you Teresa. you're welcome rhino Oh, all right. Here we go. This one's about haunted mansion themed treats that are materializing at Disneyland. I, for one, am very excited to watch this movie. I think it looks like a lot of fun, but, um, celebrations continue for the highly anticipated haunted mansion movie arriving in cinemas on July 28th, just around the corner. Guests at Disneyland Park will be able to enjoy some new treats perfectly themed to the movie and the attraction. Um, and I know the big one is like, this giant candle that's like a dessert but the dessert is part of a haunted mansion inspired prefix menu available at cafe orleans and i'm going to presume that that is a vanilla mousse because that's all i've said they didn't say it was the candle and there's some seafood boil as well um they've got apple apple i can't read april december churro (laughs) at the new orleans churro cart which is a strawberry flavored sugar with fresh strawberries purple cherry sugar freeze-dried strawberries and a donut icing drizzle they've got you had me at strawberry flavored sugar Um, they've got Constance Concoctions at Harbor Gallery, which is a potato leek soup topped with pea flour, creme fraiche, herb oil, and fried leek served in a sourdough bread bowl, which I love anything, um, with sourdough in a bread bowl. It looks great. I will say it looks, the photo they have online and in this article looks a little creepy with the fried stuff on top. Um, and then there's a crystal ball cereal treat at the Candy Palace and Candy Kitchen, which is a cereal treat in black colored dark chocolate with teal and black M&Ms embellished with a Madame Leota chocolate piece. And then there is the Pickwick Ghost Punch at Royal Street Veranda and Harbor Gallery, which is a combination of fruit, citrus juices, and sherbet, non-alcoholic. Oh. Um, yeah, so um, that's exciting. I'm I'm kind of hoping. Yeah, this will definitely yeah. be there when they're when they're like four days later. Never mind. Yeah. Um, so I'm looking forward to maybe getting my hands on a couple of those. I am too. I'm very excited. I have my tickets booked for Haunted Mansion. 
So me too. Not opening day because Kylie's insisting on wanting to go to the movies with me too. So uh, I got to wait till the weekend. So hopefully there's nothing to be spoiled in there. But I'll do it by accident. I think you know every every new little bit of it that comes out just has me super excited. The we we already knew that Disney did the little thing with Jamie Lee Curtis and Lakeith Stanfield and Owen Wilson at Disneyland. But when that yeah. finally released, like. That was so cute, and I was so jealous that I wasn't one of those twenty people they handpicked to be in that group to all the people act wearing... like they were surprised, but they clearly yeah. already had signed all the paperwork saying yeah, well, we're okay using our likeness. No one has anything on their clothes either; yeah. they're all wearing plain clothes. That's the thing how you always know is that nobody has any like unless it's like park merchandise, or but it'll have no logos, no nothing. It's all like nondescript basic clothes for for clearance purposes yeah but it's still cool every time they do one of these things like doing it with dwayne johnson for the jungle cruise and the other ones they've done it's it's a nice way because i feel like for so many people especially in disneyland it's always the dream of like oh it's in california am Mm -hmm. i going to see a celebrity and to have an opportunity like that where it's like oh it's a disney movie and the stars of it are in haunted mansion attire and welcoming us there like that's well, a, that's a the, memory with the strike going on there won't be any stars there well they were not at yeah. the premiere because it was one of those shames where they planned the i don't know if the premiere was always supposed to be it at was disneyland, at disney california but adventure, they yeah. did have it at disney california adventure at the hyperion theater and none of the stars could be there. So, like, following on social media, they're like, oh, Cruella DeVille has shown up to the party, and Bob <laughs> Gurr showed up to the party. It's like, well, of course. But, uh, it's, yeah, they, since none of the actors could actually be there to promote it, that didn't happen. But, uh, it's, yeah, I don't, I don't know if it was supposed to be for, like, the, the El Cap and when, the strike happened. They're like, nope, let's move it to Disneyland and just do it that way. But it's, I'm still excited for the movie, even though the promotions for it have seemingly ended now. So it's exciting. Hopefully it doesn't go the way of the last Haunted Mansion movie. And I, yeah. Well, hopefully it doesn't go the way of, of their live action movies right now, because Little Mermaid you know, box office wise was very underwhelming for them. They did not, they did not make the kind of money they thought they were going to make on yeah, it. Yeah. Well, that was, I mean, not to loop it back around to the Bob Iger thing. It didn't do awful, but the expectation that every movie they release gets a billion dollars is something that needed to die because that's just not that's not realistic. It wasn't realistic for Marvel, Star Wars, or their live action remakes, even. Like, and part of it is when they got into that trend, they started increasing the budget for everything to such a ridiculous yeah. level, and you can't. You can't work that way saying, we know this is going to make a billion dollars. So let's spend $350 million making it and marketing it. Like, no. and so he did say they're going to get back to being sensible about the budgets for their movies. So I hope, I hope the box office numbers don't become such a sticking point because right now I feel like it is the easy target, but you can't judge everything based on the last movie that made a billion dollars and little mermaid. I think I did, it did fine. I've talked about it before. I'm not a huge fan of it, but uh, I think it's definitely better than a lot of the crap they put out in, in years. So uh, not bad, but thank you very much Rhino for that rapid fire. And we are going to move into our featured discussion that we're doing today. Uh, I read the feedback from last week's show. And one of the things I've seen is that you'd like us to get back into a featured topic 
for the back half of the show. So uh, we're going to start that this week, and uh, we'll probably continue and expand upon this, depending on what the feedback continues to be, if you like this or you want to see it go in a different way. So this way, uh, this week, we're going to talk about the ways you can beat the heat at Disney's Hollywood Studios. And our very own Erica Resnick is going to tell you what she thinks are the best ways to beat the heat, oh, wow. because she wrote the oh. article about it. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. So... um this came about because I was at Hollywood Studios and I thought I was going to die. It is very hot outside and very humid. So before I get into anything of like what I did, uh, just make sure you're staying hydrated. You know, put on your sunscreen and do what you need to do so you don't overheat. What do you um, call your What do you call your friend that you bring with you everywhere? My emotional support water bottle. Yeah. Yep. Make sure you she's, get one of those with you. She's right next to me. Um, yeah, I always bring that with me to the parks. I fill it up with, you know, ice water before I leave the house. Um, you can get free water all over the park at any quick service. Um, so that's a really good tip to have. But my three ways that I survived last week all have to do with being indoors. So before See, I get into that it. That was going to be my suggestion. Yeah. If you want to beat the heat, just exactly. don't leave the house. So, but I have wonderful air conditioning. My, I don't have to worry my about My way it. of going into this is that I use these tips when the heat is really getting to you. Like when you feel like I truly can't keep going anymore and I need a break. Well, right? Erica, I have to stop you there. That's terrible advice. They always tell you the second you start feeling the signs of dehydration and too I'm not far, when you're dehydrated. it's already too late. I'm saying when, when you feel too hot, like you've, you've been sweating too much and you I, need a moment. I think you're telling people to put their lives at risk. While no, in please Disney don't parks. do that. Under my name. Do, okay. Do that under someone else's name. Okay. Um, so the heat got really bad to me last week, and I decided, let me figure out the ways that I can take little different times to rest while I'm moving my way throughout Hollywood Studios. And so I found myself going to, you know, like Mickey's Runaway. I think that that attraction's a, you know, the, lo- the line is all inside at Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, and it's a great way to cool off, and the ride is really cute, and it's entertaining. So if you need a moment and you don't want to be bored, go do an indoor attraction that you like. Um, or if you're a thrill seeker, go ride Tower of Terror, Rock and Roller Coaster. But I, I decided to, you know, take it slow and go ride Mickey and Minnie's. Um, the one that really saved me, which is hard to do at Hollywood Studios, is to find, like, indoor relaxing spaces. And I feel like it's harder to come by those at Hollywood Studios. But I like going to um, Walt Disney Presents. I like sitting in there, walking around the museum portion, and then um, sitting either wherever, you know, One Man's Dream is playing or if they have uh, a trailer for a movie. Yeah. It's a nice way to just step away from being outside for a little bit. I mean, even the meet and greet. And yeah. And they're like, you know, I right know it's Ariel. not, you know, you're standing up for that, but... At the same time, too, if yeah. you're going to meet a character, do it indoors do it with AC. Yeah. Because the other day, like, the wait was, like, 45 minutes. That's 45 minutes of you in air conditioning waiting to meet a character. Instead of, like, if, you know, meeting Chip and Dale outside in Hollywood Studios can get pretty aggravating with how hot it's been. Um, they just moved Chip and Dale um, under some shade to help out with that, but still pretty brutal. It's good because they're furry and they need shade. Yeah, yeah. Um and then my my other one 
is just watch shows. There's so many shows that you can watch at Hollywood Studios. Um, for me, I went to go watch Frozen Sing Along because it's a longer show and it's nice to sit down and watch Elsa sing it, let it go, and you can fantasize about snow um, instead of the heat that's going on outside. But my personal favorite, um, I went to also go watch Muppet Vision 3D. That's my favorite one to sit in when it's when it's real hot. Cause I just think it's so funny and cute. But those are the ways okay, that Erica, I beat the heat. Sorry, I don't mean to derail your thing, but did you see the TikTok? You, do you know that video that someone had where the woman on the airplane is like, I yes. don't care what any of you say, but that person back yes. there isn't real. <laughs> they did one of the Muppet Vision one, and it's like, it turns around and it's the Swedish show. <laughs> <laughs> I, so when when uh, I took one of my friends to do Muppet Vision, she had never done it before. She's never walked to that side of the park ever. Cause she's like, oh, I associate that section that side of Hollywood Studios with Star Wars, and I don't like Star Wars. And I'm like, there's more to do on this side of the park than Star Wars. And I took her to go watch that, and she's like, thank you, because this is, she's like, I love the Muppets, and I didn't know it was like this. And this was actually, like, really fun and entertaining and cute, and her kids had the time of their life watching it. And I was like, you see? Just take a break and sit down and watch it. It's a good time. Yeah, I I completely agree with that. In terms of your list, the only thing... I feel like you're a little suspect on is the lines with like Mickey and Minnie's runaway railway. I know if it's not that bad of a line, you're mostly indoors. Indoors, Yeah. But okay. if it is yeah. at like an hour line, you're in those down and backs right outside yeah, the theater. It's a which busy day. Like, I know that's, it. I mean, what, what's right outside the Chinese theater in Hollywood? Like, uh, I can't remember what store or lids or something like they should have just built a building to the right of it and connected it and made it look like a storefront. And then the queue could have been yeah. completely. That's indoors. why my second option that I have written down would uh, be Toy Story Mania. Cause I feel like there's not much outside. And if it is, it's completely covered yeah. for the most part. That's not a bad, um, because Runaway can get pretty backed up, and you can be standing in the sun for a while if it's a really busy day. But yeah. I haven't seen it that bad recently. I've yeah. seen it like a little bit out the door, but not like backed up. Yeah, for sure. And Smuggler's Run isn't that bad. Yeah, either. Or that's another one Rise I had the in the resistance. article. I had both so of those. Both of those are good too. The one thing you didn't include in your list that I think is a great option is Disney's Hollywood Studios has some of the best table service restaurants. So if you can score that last second reservation, plan that into your day, uh, you know, outside of Hollywood Vine. And then I believe basically everyone in this room hates 50s primetime mm-hmm. except for me. Oh, I love so, it. I love it. I'm, then maybe I'm just talking about Erica and Rhino. It was because, fine. <laughs> no, uh, no I you know, just, I, I'm amazed that you put Hollywood and Vine as like a, a best restaurant? No, I, I just no, said besides those two, like I don't oh, think. Oh, oh, yeah, I, I thought he, I, I'm like. Oh, I would definitely talk. say go sit in sci-fi if you can on a hot day <laughs> and drink a milkshake, watch some trailers. Yeah, if you can book that last second drink a table milkshake on a hot back. day, might make me ill. But milk was a, milk bad, was choice. a bad choice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's fine. You can get a. Fresca, Why would you think I'm you're sure. the only one that likes fifties? Because I thought I did. Okay, so. Why would you think that, Teresa? What? I, I don't understand. I wasn't I've been at here that review 15 that you were years. At. I was there. I wasn't. You weren't <laughs> and there. I wasn't there. But and do I you didn't watch, watch it? <laughs> so I just assumed. Even before that, the minute in 2012 when they berated my mother in law, I love that place. <laughs> <laughs> 
God the, rest her soul. The three <laughs> other people who were there talked so much crap about it that I assumed that you joined in with them. No, no, no. I love that place. It's always my. No, I love. It, I love fifties. It, it just, you know, they shove green beans in my husband's mouth. It was awesome. <laughs> The food is just like going to grandma's house. 50s prime time and uh, Hollywood Brown Derby are my favorites. Oh, of that. I was thinking of the movie theater. <laughs> Sci-fi the Sci-fi, whole time. No, yeah, I hated no. 50s. You're right. <laughs> I was about to be like, no, I like You did it. not like the didn't really audience like participation. Either. Awful experience there. That was terrible. Yeah. He didn't yeah. get the side salad. That's what ruined sci-fi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It kind That's of what ruined sci-fi. Sorry, you didn't like sci-fi However, either? at the same time, if I, I he like would have got the side salad, it would have also ruined it for him. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Like, why didn't I just get the French fries? Why? Why is the lettuce so wilted? Um, yeah. But and Mama I, Melrose was good, too. A nice place to hang out. Yeah. I, I liked our time there. And obviously, Roundup Rodeo Barbecue. While I don't still necessarily think it's the quality of the food is worth the price, it's definitely... It's definitely a new experience that so many people out there haven't had a chance to do yet. And reservations for that aren't hard to come by. No. I see them every single time. Especially like if you look day of, you'll see them pop up. Yeah. Con- you'll see them pop up. Constantly. I'll see usually two or three when I'm searching for mm-hmm. dining reservations for us to choose from. So Nobody said my favorite. Uh, baseline baseline tap house. house. But, okay, so you have but to sometimes fight. you have to sit outside because there's no space inside. That's what I hate. I just want to have my drink and my little almonds in peace. But then <laughs> I have where, to sit outside. That's over where the little bookshop used to be. Yeah. yeah. Where you took me, Rhino, and we sat outside mm-hmm. and I sweat. Yeah, but in, in the shade. It was in the shade, but I'm still not, sweating. He's now learned the method. If you get there right when it opens up at 1030, then you get a seat inside and you can you just get, stay there all day. There's a seat in the corner. <laughs> and drink. Like two I little will, corners and it has a little no. hook for your bag and you can take your computer out and you can I, work there. I will defend him when he's doing work there and I show up and he has his laptop out. He does, he's always drinking the soda that they offer there or whatever, the, the fruit Hibiscus. Drink. Yeah, because those are good for free refills the mm-hmm. entire time you're there. Yeah. So, so it's like five bucks. Usually you just keep drinking the soda all day. And then I show up and then he's like, so... So <laughs> let me close this and stop being productive. Yeah. I mean, that's what happens. <laughs> but No, that's also a good choice. I think we ran out of restaurants at Hollywood Studios. We named them all. Yeah. There's not a lot. But I think for the most part, they're all solid. Except for Hollywood and Vine. And you know what? If you want to meet characters, go. Do that too. Just... Enjoy the air conditioner. Hope it's not broken that day. (laughs) Okay. that's Thank you, Erica, for that great list. I hope you come up with others. Yeah, we'll do. Other places. Uh, You know, while it's been so hot in Florida right now, that's Mm -hmm. helpful advice for many people going to the parks. Uh, But I don't have anything else for this week's show. Does anyone have any highlights, Disney highlights over the last week? Um, I got a little um, business. Okay. We need to talk about our California... um, event our Diz dreams events coming up are still tickets available for the um avengers campus evening okay. inside california adventure on august 4th live podcast on the 5th um go to uh the boards and you do you still put links down for things like yeah, that it's been in the, it's in the description for all of the shows it okay. is right on the head of disney WDWinfo.com. Okay. I almost called it Disney Info. Uh, it's right up there on the top. Well, like, DisneyInfo.com works. Yeah, too. it does work as well, too. I just hate being like, I go there and find it because it's a lot easier than me telling you, go to disboards.com. And then once you get to that, 
site, then scroll all the way down to the podcast forum, and then click the podcast forum, and then find the sticky event for the Avengers Campus. Open that up, and then scroll down to the details. If you just go to wdwinfo.com, it's right there in front of you. Well, cool. Thank you for that. You're very welcome. I'm looking forward to I hope to next time, if we do another one of these, we can make a fun link that you type in, and it goes directly to it. Right. Like, Whatever. Just, like disparty.com, and it's right there for you. And there's going to be the podcasters are going to be out there and do individual little meet and greets and things. So that'll be fun. Yep. I already have mine planned out. Do you? What are you going to do? Yeah. Uh, I am going to have a meetup in the lobby, and then we're going to go watch Great Moments with Mr. Lincoln. <laughs> wow. Yep. That sounds like fun. I think it sounds like a lot of fun. You know what I want to do? I want to fill up the storybook train. Oh, yeah. It's like my favorite. And I can drive through the little village and mm-hmm. cry and weep about it. I just yeah. it. I'm working on my idea, but it's when it's, the 21st person shows we're working up. On it. You can't sit here. You can't sit here. <laughs> it's Erica. Sorry. We've Sorry. run out of space on my train. You can get the next one. Well, I'll ride again with them. I could do that all day. Or Small World. Okay, Steve Rogers. <laughs> yeah, I'm just thinking the same thing. <laughs> yeah, Small Erica, World. do you know yours yet? Did Sorry, you yeah, I um, interrupted you, Erica. No, I I, I'm working on it. Um, I've been talking with Jackie, and we're thinking about something to do with meeting us at the castle. There's not a time yet or anything, but I know nothing about Disneyland where anything is. We'll give directions know, to the castle. I only know the castle, so I'm like, let's, let's do that. Do that. Oh, how magical. So or just go stand around that hole in the ground where Walt is the center. You know, that little, there's like a. They buried Walt in a hole? No, in the no, 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 no. Somewhere beside the <laughs> yeah, castle. Yeah, you look down it and you can see his body. Yeah. And beside the castle or behind the castle, there's a little spot that marks the center of Disneyland. Yeah. Just go stand there and hold okay. hands and talk. Never actually like actively looked at that. You'll have to show me. I'll next have time. to go find it. Or when cool. we go in, in August. It's yeah. cool. Yeah. He'll- I'm so excited. Be in the for desert this. on peyote and then come to Disneyland and looking down at all the pavement and be like, hey, there it is. I don't know what he's doing Shut before up. the party starts. I'm looking but. forward to this. No, that's great. I'm looking forward to the whole thing. I mean, Disneyland's my happy place. You think don't I'm ruin not- it for me. Last time <laughs> you abandoned me. Here we go. We don't have to go through this again. So you ran over a kid yeah. with an ECV who was already injured. And you abandoned me. Kind yes. of sun does that. I'm done. When you know what? When I see the Titanic off at a distance, I turn and run away. <laughs> so okay. when I saw you run over a kid, okay, I wasn't going to go I, there, but well, you know what? I had to. I love that he's equated you with the Titanic, right? What's that about? It was all Ever? very slow motion. He <laughs> fell onto a door. It just all flying. He up. did, and some of the little kid pushed him off. Yeah, Celine Dion was there. <laughs> she was actually <laughs> in the park that day. Special <laughs> appearance. So, no, I'm very much looking forward to Disneyland. It'll be uh, Rory's first time. I I'm mean, excited. traveling in general. We went up to Atlanta, but we drove up there, so His that's first not plane ride. That big, yeah, first plane ride. So, yeah, we'll be uh, riding out in style. I think we're going to take him to Knott's Berry Farm so he can meet Snoopy. Oh, uh, uh, in that part of the park and uh, get some boysenberry too. Might take him to a Dodgers game. I don't know. We'll see. Wow. Is he too young to eat a hot dog? Maybe. Yeah. I, I don't know. You want him to end up like that girl in the end of Field of Dreams? She choked on a hot dog. Did she? 
I don't yeah, remember but that Bert part. Bert, Lanc- <laughs> Bert Lancaster was there. Yeah, to, he had to, to save, save her. her. So he couldn't go back part. to playing baseball. I must yeah. have watched the director's cut. He had to get Once back. he crossed over the line, he couldn't. Oh, my God. It's going to be Oh, his girl. He's going to think that my girlfriend's. <laughs> I forget what his together. wife's name was. He was like, well, Jessica's going to think I got a girlfriend. Right? That's, not, that's not her name, but yeah. yeah. Well, so. no hot dogs then, so we don't have any Field of Dreams scenarios. I'll eat the hot dogs. So, yeah, I'm very much looking forward to it. And if you are showing up to. The event in California, we are looking forward to seeing you. Uh, you know, obviously, as we are moving about around the parks at any point in time, even if it's not one of our meetups that, you know, they're unofficial official meetups. But uh, if you see us, please stop us and chat and say hi. That's literally why we're out there for it. And then uh, during the party, of course, the first two hours of the party are literally going to be dedicated to our group just hanging out, getting a chance to talk. So a perfect time for that. If you don't see us in the parks before, uh, we'll be we'll be around. So just say hi and uh, and whatever else you want to say. That I'll, I'll be all ears on that. I'll listen to you. But yeah, looking forward to it very much in just a couple weeks. But cool. Does anyone else have any housekeeping? Last things to say before we wrap up the show. Okay. (laughs) With that silence, I will then say it is time to end the show. So thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of The Diz Unplugged. Just a reminder, if you want to support us because you enjoyed this week's episode, uh, visit dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. And if you didn't enjoy this week's episode, I promise the Dreams agents are better than I am. So also dreamsunlimitedtravel.com and of course if you were watching this on YouTube please subscribe to the channel leave comments questions video suggestions in the comments section uh, and you know hit that thumbs up always a good thing to do and then if you are listening to this show subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and if you can leave us a rating and review that would be greatly appreciated but that's going to do it for this week's episode of the Diz Unplugged again Thank you so much for taking the time to listen and watch. We do this for you, so I hope you truly enjoyed it and got something special out of it. And we will see you again real soon for another episode of The Diz Unplugged. Take care. Bye-bye. 